You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. Valentine's Day can be contentious depending on your outlook on past or current relationships and whether you embrace being single. We know that real-life relationships aren't cookie-cutter, and neither are these love stories recommended by prolific local readers. On today's episode, we'll give you a list of books that highlight self-love, diversity, compassion for others, and chosen family dynamics. Joining us today is Lucy Donnelly. She's the Reader Services Specialist for the Kansas City Public Library. Lucy, welcome back. Thank you. Carly Morton is the owner of Kansas City's first romance bookstore, Under the Cover KC. It's at 31st and Gillum. Carly, good to have you as well. Thank you for having me on. And Carrie Bingham Gutierrez is the assistant customer service manager at the Olathe Public Library. Carrie, good morning to you as well. Hello again. Well, I like the topics of um, self-love and compassion for others. This sounds like an uplifting segment. Lucy, is this where we're headed today? I think we're definitely going in that right direction. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Carly, are we talking mostly about books that maybe might be more attractive to women, or am I missing the boat there? Um, Mostly women, but men are getting into romance books a lot more now than they used to. I Why do think. you think that is? Because it's it's a good story, and they're seeing, you know, they might be seeing their partners uh, enjoying it, and it's just... a. Uh, a good read for everyone. Carrie, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, men are getting on board. I think so, yeah. I see more and more men at the library checking out romance novels, too. Okay, so for the record, this is not just a segment for women. We've got that straight, right? That's 100%. what we're talking yes, about absolutely. here. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go to some recommendations here that you guys have selected. And uh, Lucy, you wanted to highlight 30 Things I Love About Myself. Yes. So 30 Things I Love About Myself by Radhika Sanghani is about Nina, who is a hot mess. At the eve of turning 30. I'm sure some of us out there can relate. Yes. Um, and this book is all about Nina discovering that she should love herself first. Hmm. And like relational dynamics between her mom, her brother. And if you sat down and tried to think about what do I love about myself for an entire year, you probably start with I have good legs or have great hair. But she's like, what is the heart of it all? And she's like, I'm honest. I'm brave. I am just a wonderful person and I'm a good friend. And it ends with, I am unashamedly, proudly, 100% in love with myself. And it's a relationship novel, so it's going to be light on the romantic elements, but she's all about loving herself and she's a Taurus, so it's going to be nice and sensual. I'm guessing lots of uh, experts would say you've got to love yourself before you can be in a successful relationship to begin with. I would definitely agree with that sentiment because if you can't love yourself, how do you know how to accept love from someone else? Like Stephen Trabotsky says in uh, The Perks of Being a Love Wallflyer, you accept the love you think you deserve. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to love yourself, then you can't love others in a relationship equally. Yeah, okay. Well, that's 30 Things I Love About Myself. Let's move on here. Carly, you wanted to recommend Girls with Bad Reputations. 
Yeah, that's by Zio Axelrod. And so this is the second book in her series. But uh, Zio herself has been in the music industry. So when she's writing this all girl band, you know, she she knows she knows what's actually going on. And mm. you can tell in the writing. But this one is more of like a found family and it has queer rep. Um, the male hero in the book is bi. And so, you know, the Lilies are the all-girl rock group that are getting more popular. Mm -hmm. And so it's just how it's Ty and Kayla who are falling in love. And she's the drummer and she is a person of color. And Ty is the bus driver. Hmm. <laughs> and He's a kilt-wearing bisexual black man, and, you know, it's just the rep there and the found family and all of those things into one that makes it just, like, a super great story hmm. being told. That's Girls with Bad Reputations, and you liked it, it sounds like. I do. Okay. Carrie, let's move on to you, and uh, your first title is Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armfield. Yes, that is correct. I took a different uh, path than maybe these other two did with my first pick here. Uh, mine is a horror novel. Oh. Um, it's very bleak. It's not like scary jump out horror, um, but the heart of it is a love story. Mm -hmm. So Leah went on a deep sea mission that went wrong and her wife was constantly searching for her, trying to get in contact with the boss or the company to get her back. And eventually she resurfaces, but things aren't quite right. Um, there something happened under the sea and you get that POV as you're reading the book um, between what happened there and then what's back happening on surface. Um, and they're trying to repair their relationship. But how do you continue to love somebody if they may not be the person you originally fell in love with. And like, mm. how do you keep that relationship together? So um, the love story is really what makes this novel work so well. Um, it's very heartbreaking, but the love is full force. I get the sense that things have changed under the sea. That's something's yes. happened to yes. you, right? Yes, haunted by something that happened under there. And I won't spoil anything. Yeah, but, I was yeah. going to say you're being real careful here. I can yes. tell something, yes. something, something went on down there, but something, we're not going to talk about it here That's part today. of the book. There's a mystery to that. You got it. Got to yeah. read it. Okay. That book, again, is titled Our Wives Under the Sea, the author Julia Armfeld. Okay. Lucy, back to you. And uh, this book is titled This is How You Lose the Time War. Okay. Science fiction and romance here com combined. Yes. So This is How You Lose the Time War is one of the most profoundly weird book I have ever read. And I loved it every second of it really yes so as a reader services specialist i'm really good at connecting like different books together and this stumps me every single time because it is so different um so you have red and blue and they are on opposite sides of this infinite war between a techno utopia and this hive mind garden entity in the far future and they're both these highly skilled trained assassins and their relationship is told through epistolary, no it's an epistolary novel, so told through these artfully crafted letters, like hidden in lava flows at Pompeii. Wow. So wow. you just, you have this initial like snark between them, like, I'm just showing off, I one-upped ya. And then you get to the end where it's like, how do we win the time war? And you win by stopping and choosing love hmm. and like your relationship in the end of it. 
It is sapphic, which is a good, fun, diversity moment. It's, it's what you said? It's sapphic. Explain so, it. What, what sure. is it? Sure. So sapphic is based off of Sapphos, the poet, who is notorious in ancient Greece for writing a very erotic female-female poetry. So sapphic is used as a term for romance novels that are female-female-centric. So you have a relationship between two ladies. That has spoken like such a good librarian that you are. <laughs> Only a, a librarian would know all that stuff, you yeah. know? I different. do my research. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really different, and you were really drawn to that, it sounds like. Yes. So It's not for everybody. No, it's not. And this one has no smut. So if you're looking for a smutty romance, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for something that is just a wonderful read that'll take you on an adventure and leave you going... Dude, did I just read what I read? Was that a letter in a seed? Like microscopic notes being left across time. Hmm. And then you go, yes, it is exactly what I read. And then you have to reread it and reread it again because you will still be asking questions after you've finished (laughs) it. And then you'll try and talk to people about it. And you'll be like, I don't know how to fully synthesize this book, but I'm working on it. So when something like this, again, the book is titled, This is How You Lose the Time War, when this book comes down to Pike, does someone recommend this to you? How do you stumble across a book like this, given all the titles that you're looking at? Yes. So I read this as part of a book club that was out at Olathe Public Library a handful of years ago called Paperback Book Club. And the goal of, was just to read a wide-ranging series of titles. Carrie picked this one. So, of course, my uh, go-to book doctor for myself. Um, and it's one of those things that like NPR wrote an, up wrote up a review on it. Wow! So it got it got some attention. It got some attention back in 2019. And it's one of those things that when you have something that's science fiction, but also romantic in its like presentation, and like large news organizations are referencing it, you probably should take notice of it as like a librarian. Carrie, how did you come across it? Do you remember? I don't remember, but yeah. I just know it was one that was on my TBR for a while that I wanted to read. And selfishly, that's why I picked it, because I wanted to read it. Um, and it was a huge hit at the book club. Like, everyone across the board loved it. Huh. And it, like Lucy said, it is a book that as soon as you close it, you immediately pick it back up again to restart it. It kind of beckons that at the end of it. This is How You Lose the Time Wars, the title. You guys come across so many books. Uh- Carly, how, how do you navigate what you're going to spend time with? I mean, what recommendations are you going on or someone got your ear about books that you should be looking at? Well, yeah, it's hard. I was telling was telling these lovely ladies that um, since I decided to open a bookstore, I haven't actually been able to read much with my eyes. But uh, I do continue audiobooks because... Because you're so busy during the day doing what yes. you do to own yeah. a bookstore. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, <laughs> I never thought about it, but yeah, I never stopped working, so that's fine. Um, but I do, so I do have to navigate my time with what book I yeah. will hold in front of my face. So that's that is kind of hard to do. But I do listen to. I have lots of friends that read all the time, and so I take their recommendations as yeah. well. We'll be right back. Where do librarians get their recommendations? I TikTok. Mean, is that right? <laughs> yeah, no joke. Um, I There's a few uh, TikTok uh, book recommenders that I follow. And if they ah. recommend something, there's a high chance that I'm also going to like it just based on like we have uh, similar books that they've already read that I read that they love and I love. And it's like, well, I can probably Good trust their you. judgment here. So Good for you. TikTok's been very helpful for finding new books. Okay, let's move on here. Uh, let's go to Carly and her book Upside Down by N.R. Walker. Yeah, so this one is about a librarian. So no wonder um, you're drawn to it, yeah. Right? Because I love librarians. So 
Um, it's about Jordan. Jordan's the main character. Um, and Jordan's an awkward librarian that realizes he's asexual. Hmm. And so he befriends Hennessy on his normal bus route, you know, to work mm-hmm. and, you know, back home. And so Hennessy had just moved to the area and starts an ace support group. And this is basically another found family book about accepting yourself. And so there's a lot of diverse representation in the book with the characters that are on the bus mm-hmm. with Jordan and Hennessy while they're, you know, taking their bus route to where they're going. And it's the found family aspect and representation of um, asexual characters. Okay. Again, that book is titled Upside Down, the Authors and our Walker, right? That's right. Okay. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Up to Date. We're talking about some good books that are sort of focused on self-love, diversity, compassion for others. Carrie, let's come back to you here. And you wanted to recommend Silver in the Wood by Emily Tesh. Yes. Um, so if anybody knows me, they know I love a good small book. Um, this one is so small and amazing. Um, it's a novella. It's a male-male fantasy romance novella that is a retelling of the green man folklore. So Tobias is the wild man of Green Hollow who lives a very tranquil, quiet life amongst the forest and the dryads and his cat. Um, and then all of a sudden there's a new landlord who owns the Green Hollow Hall who kind of throws everything up in the air um, and messes up with his tranquil life. Um, and, of hmm. course, there is a romance that forms between the two of them and secrets emerge and there's kind of some mystery going on. It is the first book in the duology for this series. Um, so if you enjoy this one, pick up the second one immediately. Uh, yeah. Series still really popular for authors these days? Yeah. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Especially I feel like romances, those they do series with like you pick up a character, side character out of one book and they are the main character of the next one. I imagine authors like that because they've already developed the characters, yeah. right? It sort of makes it makes life a little the world's easier for already them. There. The world yeah. is built Absolutely. in so. Yeah. Kind of like reading a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Because like each of the each character gets its moment in the sun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Again, that was Silver in the Wood by Emily Tesh. Lucy, back to you here. Uh, the book, Spoiler Alert. By Olivia Dade. Yes. So April is a fat, femme, fabulous woman who (laughs) is a cosplayer who winds up on a magical date with her, um, the the lead lead actor on her favorite fantasy TV show, Marcus. Mm -hmm. And everyone's all like, you're just doing this because it's a pity date. And then, of course, true love comes out of it. I adore this book because it has a fat female who's not on a journey of body acceptance. It's just part of her character. Huh. Um, and so many authors are still so stuck in the stuck former. in that trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Olivia Day does it so well. Like it, she is just a woman and he's just a guy who happens to be a celebrity with dyslexia. But, you yeah, know, that's normal. Um, and it's a really fun look at fan culture as well. Because we all obsess over our TV shows. Mm-hmm. And this one was just kind of fun because he, he is a super secret fan fiction writer, which is also very popular on TikTok these days. Um, highly recommend people checking out some fan fiction online. Um, and I just, this book is so fun. It's Why is a, it titled Spoiler Alert? Because you kind of have to have that as a, tr- like as a trigger warning when you're like writing fan fiction and when you're engaging with fans in like fan culture, because you might be further along in like the book than the TV show. So you're always going to be like, spoiler alert, this is happening or spoiler alert. 
he's actually your best friend in your fan fiction. I love the fan fiction part of that yes. of like that series of mm. books. It's just like so cute. It's so so juicy. Spoiler uh, alert by Olivia Dade, right? Yes, by okay. Olivia Dade. Carly, yeah. uh, your last recommendation is This Could Be Us by Kennedy Ryan. Yeah, so Kennedy Ryan, so it's the Skyland series. Um, so Before I Let You Go is the first one, and that one's been out for a while. This is the second book and, in the series. Yeah, this yeah. is the second book in the series, and spoiler alert, it's being made into a TV show. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, it well, it's being adapted to a TV show right now. But uh, so this is the second one, and the series is about three best friends, and you know they are struggling with family issues, and they're trying to find love in their lives. Mm -hmm. But um, through it all, it's like about the relationships of the three best friends. Yes, they have a love interest, but uh, throughout the whole series, it's the best friends and what they're how they're working together and navigating their lives. Oh, that sounds cool. This yeah. could be us by Kennedy Ryan, right? That's right. Okay, I hold in my hands the last recommendation here for Carrie. Uh, you made a fool of death with your beauty. Yes, by Akweke Amezi. Um, it is an age gap romance. Uh, Faye's husband passed away in an accident, and it's been a couple of years, and she's ready to jump back into the dating scene, um, and she meets a guy who's perfect. Um, and he whisks her away uh, to his family's estate on like an island and stays in their huge house that his father owns. Um, and he comes and goes, you know, she's an artist and he thought it'd be really good for her to like get away and to kind of experience this lifestyle. And while he's gone, she kind of makes a connection with his dad. Um, he's a world known a chef who um, has also lost his wife. So they have a really strong connection and she chooses to continue a relationship with his father rather than with him. Um, mm. Some people might find this to be a very slow romance because there is a lot of communication and consent before, during, and after each step of their relationship to where it is very conversation heavy, um, to where some people are like, just get to the heat already. Um, but this one, it's one of those ones where consent is a huge part of it. You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty is our last recommendation here. That was from Carrie Bingham Gutierrez, uh, the Assistant Customer Service Manager at the Olathe Public Library, also joined by Carly Morton, owner of Kansas City's first romance bookstore, Under the Cover KC, Lucy Donnelly's with the Kansas City Public Library. Thank you all very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Lauren Texter. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening. <laughs>